You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Mic check, please. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America. The DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Barstool Outdoors Times, Ducks Unlimited. I'm Sydney Wells. For everybody listening and not knowing who I am, I've been on Ducks Unlimited podcast before. This is new to 2024 at Barstool Outdoors, so we are doing more visual podcasts. I know I've put some out before with my friend Alex, so we'll for sure see more of Alex and I, but then we're also going to be doing podcasts after our hunts. And I'm really excited because I got my friends from Ducks Unlimited here, my friends from Barstool Sports who have came hunting for the very first time. So I'm going to go ahead and let everybody introduce themselves and we're going to get right into it. We were, we're in Arkansas, north of Stuttgart, and went duck hunting this morning and it was absolutely epic. All right, so I'm Matt Harrison, communication specialist for Ducks Unlimited, also handle PR side of things. So it's been an awesome time today. Looking forward to tomorrow as well. Yeah, I'm Mallory Murphy. I am DU's social media specialist and digital content editor. I'm uh, John Feidelberg. I do stuff. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't do much stuff. He does stuff. (laughs) Co-host of KFC Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm the Wonton Don, Barstool's foreign correspondent and uh, resident Rangoon chef. 
<laughs> and I'm uh, Dr. Mike Brazier. I'm senior waterfowl scientist for Ducks Unlimited out of our national headquarters in Memphis, Tennessee, and co-host of the Ducks Unlimited podcast. And it is awesome to be here with y'all. Sydney, with you, this is like the third time that we've yeah. done some of this kind of stuff yeah. together. And this co-branded episode for us, super excited about it. Uh, there's there's like a story of, of how this came to be. We don't have to go all the way back like two or three years ago, but in terms of this particular hunt, this growing partnership between Barstool Outdoors and Ducks Unlimited, I want Matt and you to kind of talk about that, the importance of it to Ducks Unlimited, the importance of it to Barstool Outdoors. Take it away, Matt. All right. So like you said, this is a super long story, so I'm going to condense it. Long story short is me and Sydney actually met each other in Oklahoma at Crash Landing Outdoors. I was doing some filming there. So we hit it off there. Then I ran Wait, into that's her. that's the day that I also got hired at Barstool Sports, I'm pretty sure. Was it really? Yeah. So, so I, Dave and I... Like talked via Zoom, and I got the job. He's like, "Okay, we're gonna hire you." So like, that cool. was pretty much her first day at Barstool. I met her. I was working for myself yeah. at the time. But anyway, so we exchanged contacts, whatever. Then a couple, actually a couple months later, we ran into each other again at the NWTF convention in Nashville. And this is literally the craziest story ever. So I saw Sydney, and I was walking around. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm about to do some mic'd up videos with my wireless mic. I was like, I'm just gonna walk around, interview people, do whatever. You were just organic, total, literally social just. Media stuff at that point correct i was working for myself crazy. literally i was just like well i'm just gonna create some stuff so i'm walking around with my mic and i see sydney over there i was like i'm gonna go say hey to her so i walked up and she like sees my mic and she's like i'm about to do mic'd up stuff too she's like you want to do it together and i was like let's do it so we literally we found a what kind of foot was it, was it? a crane foot it was a crane foot somebody had harvested a crane yeah, and so we, we taped got, it up as a mic <laughs> literally we, we we hooked the wireless mic on this crane foot and we ran around nwtf convention asking questions to people just off the wall question. Yeah. And Jack, these videos, really how many quick. millions of views did they end up getting? Uh, like I, a lot. Millions uh, of tens of millions of views. Like it just blew up. So anyway, we uh, did some, of course, videos at the convention there. So blew up on social media. And then Mallory at the time, which like she mentioned earlier, our social media manager, I had no connection to Ducks Unlimited whatsoever. She actually, Mallory just yep. shot a shot, sent a DM to Barstool Outdoors, which I is Sydney. I let my intrusive thought win at 10 a.m. <laughs> she just said, I'm going to shoot my shot. I was scrolling through, and I, I saw the crane foot. Y'all were <laughs> popping out of some blinds. <laughs> Fake shooting we may or may not have gotten a blind and, and just like, scared people. And I was like, dang, that looks so much fun. This is exactly <laughs> what Ducks Unlimited needs. And I was like, I let my intrusive thought win. I didn't ask my manager. I didn't ask anybody. And I just slid into the DMs. <laughs> Long story short, it worked out. It worked <laughs> out. So so she contacted Sydney. Sydney was like, let's do it. So Sydney calls me just off the cuff. She's like, Matt, Ducks Unlimited just reached out, wants us to come create the same type of videos at their expo in Fort Worth. What do you think? I was like, I'm down. So she's like, all right, here's the dates. Boom, we get in, go. And, uh, same thing there as well. Videos just went crazy viral. I was no, able like, to actually meet our CEO, Adam Putnam, our president at the time, uh, as well. So I've gotten to meet Dr. Mike. I got to meet a lot of cool people. Uh, and then weeks later, I ended up getting a direct message on Instagram from somebody who worked with Ducks Unlimited, making another connection there. And they were like, hey, we would love for you to possibly come and interview for a job. So I did. And... 
rest is history. So I'm what Ducks Unlimited now. Yeah, so. he accepted it. Oh, yeah. I know. And then this is year two that we've hunted together. So we were in Arkansas last year. It was my first time ever hunting Arkansas with them and yep. ever. Last year, it was a lot of fun. Shout out to Chuck. <laughs> Shout out to Karen, Dr. Karen. Dr. And Dr. Karen. Darren, we miss you. Matt didn't invite you. What the heck? So we're going to clip this. Cut. Put this on Dr. Unlimited. Cut. <laughs> we miss not you. True. We're going squirrel hunting, and I think the guys want to come, so yeah. we're going to do that. Uh, but, yeah, and then this year has been awesome. We we hunted this morning. We have Fights and Donnie. I'm so excited because they both wanted a duck hunt. I was actually surprised Fights actually was man enough to come out and do it. Man enough? Oh, <laughs> man enough. Enough. I got a straight no, like that. No, you're, you're, it's a fair straight. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Until, like, until I was in the water this morning, I was still like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know if I'm going to pull a trigger with a duck. We're, I don't know if I have it in me. Turns out I did have it in me. The second I saw a duck, I was like, yeah. light it up. I want to come back to that here a little bit, but okay. go ahead. <laughs> it was just awesome, though, because we're the Bill Byers Hunt Club, which is crazy in its own that we're able to hunt here. Very, very, very fortunate that they invited us. And then or they invited Ducks Unlimited. Ducks Unlimited invited us. However, that worked out. We got an invite, and we're like, woohoo, we're going. <laughs> um, were you? Then, was there any part of you that's very nervous and not just on this video, but other other videos we do to introduce. I kind of think of it as like introducing your high school friends to your college friends when Ooh, you bring a non-hunter. Where you're like, example. I hope they get along. Like I like both these people individually, but like they might, might not mix. They might not yeah. mix. So, to be honest, like I didn't know the you know I didn't know the, the guys here at the club, so I was a little nervous about that. Not really nervous, but like I've done videos with you guys before. I knew your personalities, and I then I obviously knew these guys. So I was like, I feel comfortable, and I knew they would definitely help. I mean, I preface like they know absolutely nothing. Like we <laughs> yeah. have to yeah. get yeah. Show we them. clarified yesterday. Like, yes, <laughs> I called them. I'm like, listen, we need safety top. They they did their hunter safety courses. You guys knew what it was all about. You passed your test, so that's good. But I'm like. I'm just nervous. Like they need rundowns. Yeah. And I knew after they're like, we'll take care of it. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, I was a little nervous just because it's. I mean, we're duck hunting. It's not like we're fishing. Well, yeah. I mean, and the duck hunting. Uh, I'll say, I'll speak for myself as I always do. Uh, <laughs> that this morning, like I didn't know, I didn't know anything about what was gonna happen. And like this morning when we got up at five thirty, five a.m., whatever time it was, I was. We, we we get in the truck and we're driving in the in the bed of the truck. We totally dark. Truck. Totally dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> no light. Completely dark. Right? Complete, That's the other thing. dark. No <laughs> headlights. No anything. I was in my head. I don't know about you. I was like, we're going to kill Bin Laden. <laughs> like I was, I was fully war mode. Like it's game on. The second we were like, the, 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 I was like, oh, there aren't headlights on. It was. <laughs> I saw like the the smoke rising off Brother the field. Brother six, we're going dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't yeah, even want to take out my phone because I was like, is the, is the phone light going to scare all the ducks yeah, away? Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys definitely were like, let's go, game on. And wait, I think it was you and I, Doctor Mike, that we talked. Like, who do you th we think's going to say that they're cold first? And I never heard either one. Never, of them. No, never. No. We took a bet on that too. It, it was, yeah. and we never heard it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. he did. It, it was my hands. My hands lose circulation fast. I guess that you would have said it first. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I'm pretty good with cold. 
I, 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 you do uh, ski though. I should have thought about that. I ski. I play uh, hockey. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty solid with cold. Yeah. Actually, we, Doctor Mike tried to give me his hand warmer. That, yeah. Uh, and, and, and so even as as late as this morning, you and I were talking about well, what about warm socks? Do they have warm Literally, socks? That's what. Not, what gloves. about gloves? We were kind of uh, scrounging up some gloves. Turned out you really didn't need the gloves. And of course, you you know shooting Donnie with gloves did. on. Not all the rain gloves, but yeah. It also helps too. As a as a waterfowl hunter, when you got constant birds working, you're not really thinking about. It. If it would have yeah. been a slow morning, we probably all would have been freezing cold. I mean, yeah. the moment we hit shooting time, it was there game was a, on. A, there was gunfire right away, and yeah. then it didn't stop the entire time we were. It was right off the bat too. We probably arrived and were shooting ducks within ten minutes. Literally, yeah. Right? yeah. As soon as shooting time hit, boom. Kudos to you two because you know, we went through the safety deal last night. And the environment in which you walked into, like if, if you haven't shot a gun a lot, it is an intimidating thing, right? Let's not let, let's not joke around about it. But to go into that situation, the first time you've ever sh- gone in, in, gone hunting in the dark, in the water, those that's a totally foreign environment. Kudos, y'all did a fabulous job really with did. your safety, always being mindful really of, of muzzle direction and all that. So great job, guys. Well, you guys made it easy for us to to get into it quickly because you guys are very good at lying to us about how well we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite part is like, I don't, come in you guys, like, you guys like, are like, doing great. Yeah, I, I still think I did. Like, I'm a regular sportsman. This is easy. Right, so, look, so I got to tell a story. So this morning, this one duck comes in and old wonton Don, he's just like, well, bam. And I was like, yeah, you killed it. it. Dropped. You killed it. And he goes, did I really kill that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. It seemed a little too easy. <laughs> he was <laughs> it's like, are you sure? I'm, I'm still not sure. But I, so <laughs> me, me and Donnie said when we got to ski shoot and ski later, we were like, if we don't hit it, I think Donnie said, if we don't hit anything today, I don't know about this. And we didn't know if we, we can didn't climb on the ski course. Yeah. That was one of the funniest moments. I think it was after you had shot. Maybe you had shot, and then you had shot, and, and both of you had missed. I think you turned around and said, yeah, Don, I don't think we hit any of those ducks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's you exactly. owned it. I was behind you guys with Matt and watching, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Feidelberg definitely smoked that bird. I'm like, you shot that. He's like, I don't think I did. I'm like, I, I'm like are you confident? You and you're like, yeah, it I'm, was not me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. To be fair to me, I have, I, I have. It's weird. I, I have, according to doctors, fine eyes. But when I golf, I need someone with me to be like, tell me where that ball went. I got no <laughs> idea where that ball went. I can't see things. But it turns out bullets or or uh, shells and golf balls. Are invisible to me. I can't. I have no idea where they go. Probably not a great thing to know. You want to know where both those things go? Yes. Yes. Very important. No, it was so fun. Like just listening to you guys, and then actually getting the the terms. Like you don't. You right. stop saying clip. I stopped saying clip. I mean, it's still a cool thing to say when you're out hunting ducks. He was over I'm about there. to empty the clip. Ducks would come in. He would only shoot once, and I'm like, you know, he's only shooting once over there, and he finally goes. I can shoot more than once. He said, I can empty my clip on these ducks. I was like, yeah, empty your clip. Yeah. <laughs> if at first you miss, try, try again. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. I was curious why Donnie was holding the shotgun cricket the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no. so Feidelberg, I was standing beside you, and, and so whoever was standing by Don, I want to hear some of this, but you, you mentioned a minute ago you weren't sure if you were going to be able to, to pull the trigger, and that's I don't think that's necessarily uncommon for people that haven't been associated with hunting because, let's be honest, you're trying to kill an animal, yeah. right? And so I don't know how you process process that in your mind, but I think the energy around the morning made that a lot easier because I don't think he really hesitated when it came to that moment. It, it, was, it really came down to, like, 
to you're, you're right. It was 100% energy, and then I guess instinct. I guess, it's I guess, like Idiot. our ancestors right. did oh, oh, it. <laughs> like, you find broad or uh, not broadheads, you find um, arrowheads. Arrow like, yep. it's our ancestors in our blood. Like, it's instinctive. Like, we're a predator. It, it, it you know, it's not something obviously that that took up a ton of space in my mind, but there was occasionally I've, I've known I was going to do this for a month, yeah. two months, something like that. There were occasionally where I'd, I'd bring it up to somebody, be a family member at Christmas or something like that. I'm like, well, hunting, like, None of my family hunts, obviously. So, like, you're gonna hunt, you're gonna, you're gonna kill. I was like, I, I think so. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna react until I'm in the moment. And yeah, no, it was pretty easy. It was not easy to to hit, to hit but easy to hold. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think yeah. it is. I think it is the yeah. whole like step. It's like the routine. Yeah. Like you guys were prepped before the safety. Like it's a lot more than just like let's pick up a gun and go. Yeah. No, like, I, I actually genuinely, I read to, to that point two things. I I thought were gonna be. No, one thing I thought was going to be a burden, and one I was unsure about. One, I thought I thought the I thought I wasn't going to enjoy the license. I thought I was going to be like, ugh, this stinks. And I actually really enjoyed taking Hunter's that. I learned safety? learning the yeah. hunter safety uh, exam and all that. Um, I liked being quizzed. I liked learning about you know sportsmanship and things like that. And then I think I think shooting with Doctor Mike really helped as well. Like not not helped, but I found it so interesting yeah. how how knowledgeable and how how smart you are about everything. Well, I, I think several of us made this comment to you guys is that. The only thing better than hunting for us is taking someone else yep. hunting and watching right. them enjoy Watch. and experience that. And I, you said, well, that's a relief because I was worried that I was going to be, be a burden, yeah. be an inconvenience. Uh -uh. Absolutely not. not that we never, love that love never, this opportunity. That, that's, that's, that's my worry every time I step no. into a room. I'm about to be a burden. Seeing, right seeing, <laughs> seeing <laughs> Donnie this morning. Sad boy hours. Yeah. Seeing Donnie this morning, seriously, like, as soon as he got shooting light and all those ducks, we were just working so many groups of ducks. And like just watching him and watching his eyes and watch. I don't know if he was shaking because he was so cold. Yeah. Or he was that, that, that was excited. Cold, but I was yeah, very I'm, sure, I'm sure it was the cold, but just seeing like his excitement for that, like I, I love, you know, shooting ducks. I love chasing ducks, but seeing somebody get excited about experiencing that for the first time. Right. It's serious. It's yes. second to none. It's second so to none. I mean, I've been trying to hunt ducks for the last four years and this is my first chance and it's kind of like i've always loved eating duck so i've been like you know what if i'm going to eat so much duck i should be able to go out and hunt one myself and like i had killed a chicken before so i i knew i knew i'd be able to pull the trigger um maybe if we were out hunting elk or something i'd be like i don't know this is going to be crazy that's a very large mammal but i mean i was i was ready to kill some ducks today and, and you did. I think I did. Yeah. yeah. And then, so how do you feel like you were like consciously ready to do that and then you did it and you cooked you cooked tonight for us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean life came full circle. Oh yeah, we we cooked uh Keep that thing on. So, for those that are just listening, for those on the Ducks Unlimited podcast that are just listening to this, you can go see the video on Barstool's YouTube. Out of his shirt, basically, and is now eating it right here. He's going in the crunch. I have to say, wild duck tastes better than duck I've had it any restaurant in the past. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. This man just pulled out a red goon out of his shirt. Out of his shirt pocket. At least 20 minutes. <laughs> I got oh that goon gut. <laughs> yeah, so you guys came full circle for the first time ever. Yeah. 
ever, for, especially for you. I mean, you kill a chicken, so you've done a little bit of circle of life, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, no, I never have, and I. I honestly, even more so than the hunt itself, which I love saying, I love being saying the hunt. I, I thought it's, I guess I, I don't, I don't play much golf either, but I know they kind of talk about that with a verb versus a noun. Like you don't ever go golfing. Like you play golf. Yeah. You're on the hunt. I, I learned that in reading in the, the safety guides and stuff like that. There was like on your hunt, on your hunt. I was like, that's cooler than hunting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed very much being on the hunt today. Um, and, but even more so than that in, in my months-long processing of this whole thing, I was thinking how, and this was actually in the exam as well, where I was like, I was reading about field dressing and stuff like that, and I was thinking, I don't know, man. There's, <laughs> They say so many times I got to cut around the anus in this yeah. exam. <laughs> this is, this is tough, dude. I don't know. And it's a clo- in, in waterfowl, it's a cloaca. A cloaca. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And, and, uh, and then today when I went out and I saw Dr. Mike uh, uh, field dressing, or I said, is it field dressing still? Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah dressing. I, I, yeah. I, I you don't have to be, necessarily field dress waterfowl the way you do with with deer is like eviscerating with with large with large big game you eviscerate and kind of leave the guts behind waterfowl you just take the bird entire bird but dressing so like, yeah. dressing okay because yeah, like in the field you will gut them and so it's pulley esophagus yeah. entrails will fall out i did my studying um, i'm proud but the uh i i actually i really i i found that very interesting as well where uh, just watching you kind of break it down scientifically was uh, was pretty cool. Which now that I say it out loud, gives me pause because I don't know if anyone here ever watched the show Dahmer on Netflix. But there's a moment where he's fishing with his father, and he's he's cleaning the fish, and he's got the flesh in his hand, and you can tell he has a realization like this is gonna be a problem for me. <laughs> and I guess I maybe wish I disliked a little more out there, but it was good. Yeah. You are might be a little crazy. <laughs> I will say that was one of the one of the most exciting moments I had leading up to this is when we were trying to figure out which of you were who, who was gonna become because I'm. You know, as I was talking about earlier, Barstool has so much content, yeah. so many people, right. and I was like, who are the people that are going to be coming with us? And and so I went online and tried to learn, learn a bit more about oh, you. No. And, yeah, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and so then we got to talking about uh, you wanting to do some, of the, some duck rangoon, which m- meant that we would be cleaning some of the birds. And obviously, I got really excited about that. Th- that's one of the things that I also enjoy so much is introducing folks to that aspect of it because it's more than just the hunt, right? You hunt to harvest the birds, yes. but yeah. then you take the birds back. You appreciate every aspect of it. And, and, and Don, you got right in there and got your hands dirty and we were plucking mm-hmm. those birds. And we ha- actually have some fat rendering over yeah. there on the stove right now. Uh, that was an awesome yes. experience to be able to share that with you guys and kind of talk about some of the biology of the, of the birds as we did. So, yes. so this is a full circle. Cause you just made me think of something about when you asked, like if I was nervous to bring you guys, I remember asking Matt, I was like, do you want me to just bring some of my friends that are hunters and then come hang out with us and shoot and film content? I'll just film like a normal show. Um, and he's like, no, I think we really want to do like one of your out of offices, like with the new, with people who've never done it before. And I was like, okay, that makes me feel good because yeah. they're, they know I'm not the one being like, well, we got these two guys yeah. that have never done this. <laughs> like they were very interested in doing that, which I love. That's why I love you guys at Ducks Unlimited because you're so into bringing new people in. And a lot of people in our industry are, but 
um, I think we're trying to like really prove that you don't really we'll critique you guys in our your own way, but yeah. we're not going to be very negative on right. you. And not just, even and, no negativity. And that's yeah. what we talked about this morning is like bringing people in to hunting in general, not just waterfowl hunting, but hunting in general. We want people to understand the importance hunters bring to conservation, right? And we want y'all to experience the camaraderie, the laughs that we had. Not just not just hunting out there, but the last 24 hours we've been together. We've laughed, we've cooked, we've joked, we've shot skeet, we've hunted. All that's based around a duck hunt, right? And we want future generations to experience that. And if we don't do our part as conservationists and conserve and restore and, and manage wetlands and other habitat, it's one day this isn't going to be available. It's not. And so we want people to understand, like, hey, even if you're not uh, a hunter and like, I want to go kill this elk, I want to go kill all these ducks, realize that you play a part in conservation. And getting people to understand that, that's what I'm passionate about. I want new people that have never pulled a trigger on anything. It's not about pulling the trigger. Like, yeah, I want you to harvest a duck whenever y'all come in. Yeah, I want us to have a good time, but I want y'all to realize the importance Ducks Unlimited is right at 20 million acres conserved. 20 million. Wow. Like, think about that, that DU has had a hand in helping conserve for wildlife. And that is nuts. And I want people to understand that and realize why Dr. Mike does what he does, why Mallory does what she does, why, right? And so bringing y'all in, brand new, slate's clear. You have no idea what to expect. And what better way to do that with Ducks Unlimited to learn why hunters are so important to conservation? I think I think all that speaks to why I've probably enjoyed it so much. Like if, if my my knowledge of hunters started in it before this weekend started and ended with Elmer Fudd. Like that's all. Kill, 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 kill. And had we had we shown up and that had been the vibe, I'd probably yeah. been like, this is a little much. Yeah, um, yeah. But having <laughs> having you guys explain and teach us and yeah. and you were speaking to the camaraderie and all that where. Being from New England, I I feel very much like this is this has been like a ski weekend, which is kind of and, and that's I love ski weekends. That where I don't know if it's the the layering or the cold or the lodge, the wood they, that like all this whole weekend, the cooking. I've been like this is I'm just skiing. I've done this a million times actually. It's just a different activity aside from skiing. It was so cool just being in a new environment as well. Like I had never been in flooded woods like that before. Um, and I had a, me and Feidelberg had never been to Arkansas, so yeah. it's yeah. just wow. it's, it's cool to see a new <laughs> landscape <laughs> in the U.S. Uh, and like a crazy thing about the hunt is that our first shot was at at some ducks. Like we didn't wake yeah. up in the morning and do some target practice. Yeah, we didn't hit the shoot range. Some no. skeet. We just woke up and started Thrown shooting to the ducks. fire. <laughs> yeah. But you guys felt pretty calm. Yeah, like, like comfortable uh, because both of them were next to you, making yeah. sure you guys. And we had like. Perfect equipment and uh, the shotguns we were using Thanks were um, yep. pretty simple shout to figure out. out, out yeah, yeah. Yep. Shout out to Benelli for, all, for yes, Benelli. Shout out to Benelli, Winchester, Drake for supplying the gear. That this is the top yep. notch gear in the industry that they either gave to y'all or loaned to us. So shout out to those brands. Yeah, but probably I, the reason we didn't get cold. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But no, seriously, y'all did so good this morning. And I'm not just saying this because we're on a podcast no, to make like you I feel better. You will I'm going to give you one example of why I got comfortable and how I can prove to y'all I did is I don't know if you noticed or not, but about. Middle way through the hunt, I left you, right? Yep, same. I went to another yep. tree, and I let you do it on your own. And you may not even notice that, but, like, I, if I was like, he can't do it, then I would have been like, 
I'm no way, shape, or form leaving I you with the gun. I did tell Donnie, too. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm right here Correct. just and in case. And we let them kind of, you know, do. and we came back to the tree and we check on you, give you shells or whatever. But, like, I watched Donnie, like, he was like, I, I loaded his gun the first time or two just because I wanted him to shoot, right? And then he shot. And then I was like, okay, you do it. Literally, first try, he's like, okay, here we go. Boom. Threw one in the chamber, two in the mag, and he was ready to go. And I was like. You got it. So I stood there with him a little bit longer than I kind of let you on your own. I was even able to take my gun off the tree and shoot a couple times too. So I'm not just saying this to kind of make y'all feel good and say it on camera to be like, oh, it's such a good time. But seriously, like in the morning, I don't even have to wake up and be like, oh, okay, I've got to babysit them with the gun, right? Like y'all crushed it. Y'all yeah. really did. Loading the gun. You may not have hit something, but you definitely crushed it in <laughs> <Yeah>. general. <laughs> you crushed Which it. Which is great. I mean, that, I'm, I'm a vibes guy. That's all. <laughs> it was good vibes. You were safe. You put the safety on. Yep. And yeah. We never pointed the gun at each other. No. Yeah. 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 That, was was, that was one I was Never heard that early safety clip. <laughs> yeah. Never heard yeah. any of it. No, no, I didn't no. hear it. it. It's good because we did the, we did the conversation the night before. We did the education, which is important for anybody. I think that's like really important because the past two trips I've been on when we waterfowl hunt, like I've been with a whole group of experts and we had a safety talk, which I think is important. We should all do that because we can forget, especially as people have done yeah. it so much. We forget and some people can get lazy. So just having those yeah. continuous talks. And even if I feel like some people go on a hunt, it's important to just be like, hey, let's do a refresh refresher really quick. Before. Yeah. I, I want to ask y'all one question each, okay? What was your favorite part about the morning hunt? Like, what stuck out to you the most in general? The 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 morning ride. I, I, I haven't felt adrenaline like that probably since I <laughs> no stopped kidding. playing sports. In the boat or the, or the from whole the, thing? From the truck to the boat okay. to to setting up the decoys, which I, I didn't do, but just like watching it all unfold. Um, I was I was really in my head thinking like, we're locked in. Like, let's, let's let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> um, my favorite moment was the first time I shot. I saw a duck drop. I don't know if it was my shot to drop it. That's it. it. That's but you, you killed. You came up to me. You were like, "Oh, you just dropped that dog." And then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, I forgot about the fact I couldn't feel my hands, and I was just. <laughs> I was <having> a blast. <laughs> They're definitely the first time I, I maybe, maybe not, who knows, said a duck too. I, I remember turning around and Sydney being like, you knocked, you nailed that. Yeah. And as adults, you don't really get moments of <laughs> like job. euphoria and, and excitement anymore, right? Yeah. Like, you, know, you do a good job at work. Someone says, hey, nice work. Yeah, okay. And that's about it. There's no really, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that. But you're 30, 40 years old. You will not a high. It's a high. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. A, it's a and it's an adrenaline rush. It's an adrenaline oh, it's rush of a high right. that you are gonna con consistently and constantly want to chase the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine... I texted my dad and my brother. I didn't tell anyone no. while we were out there. And no. that's awesome. I sent the that's pictures awesome. and I was like, because where I'm from in Massachusetts, I'm from kind of the country-ish and there's duck hunting out there. And I texted them both. I said, we got to go duck hunting. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Aww. That's <laughs> Like awesome. that gives me almost chills. And like, yeah. just, you know, <laughs> they that's were awesome. both like, that's, the, cause I was sending the videos of us in the boat and they were, they were both right away. Again, non-hunters whatsoever. And they're like, if, yeah. if you say it's in, we're in, let's do and it. See, yeah. <laughs> Getting you involved, now you get others involved, and that that's why you're, we do it. And people are going to listen to this, and yeah. I guarantee you're going to get some DMs now and be like, I want to take you, I want to take you, we can go do this, go do yeah. that. Yeah. 
Make sure these people are safe. Make sure they're not going to kill you. Do your research. But, like, there's some people that are going to be out there or in New York or Mass or wherever on the East Coast, and they're going to be like, hey, come hunt. And you're going to be like, okay, make sure it's legal. Call your local DNR and be like, hey, what do I need if I'm going to go do this? And they'll be like, hey, make sure you get this, this, and this. Or you can look it up on the catalog. Just do that. You want to be, you know, legal. Yes. Um, And they'll take you. (laughs) Seriously, like, that's going to be great. I'm excited about that. I love this like series of out of office because it just makes me so happy. Like I always say it, I say it all the time. So you listen to me, you're like, okay, you said this like the hundredth time now, but when Dave killed that deer, like watching you guys shoot those ducks, like it's literally makes me have like a euphoric moment. Cause yeah. I'm like, this is so great. They're having so much fun and we've been doing it all since we were little. Yeah. And I do, I do want to say that my favorite part of the hunt was me and you, for some reason, we were on the right tree. The wind was set up perfect, right at shooting light. Ducks are coming straight towards us. We popped off our few first ones, and then they came over and was like, "Hey, let's get let's get him on this tree." And I'm like, no, right, no, hey, no. Me and you were like, up. I said, Matt, let's go. Like yeah. I was like, hey, you guys come over here because I'm like, okay, they're all. And then we be just sat back and we just watched. You were like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> it is. It's it's hard for me to weirdly understand because I. So think that was myself. my favorite part. Was like, yeah, I just sat there and I just literally sat back. On it the is tree. so just watched fun y'all watching the entire time. I. Pretty sure I left my gun unloaded, hanging on the tree. That way, I just sit back and watch everybody. <laughs> like watching, watching people enjoy something you yeah. enjoy. You forget, is... a, wait, you people have been doing this for so long. You forget sort of that first time feeling. You're like, wow, I'm 30 years old, and this is so exciting. <laughs> It'd be like maybe you teaching this. somebody um, how to like ski or like play hockey, and it's like you teaching us how to wrap wontons. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now we all know the song. Yeah. It's nice to feel like that sort of rejuvenation. Yeah. Like, okay, this is what it's all about. Yeah. This is teaching. It's almost, co- it's also confirmation to you where you're like, you're right. I'm not nuts. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I love it because you're going to go, you guys are going to go back. You're going back to Chicago. You're going to go back to New York and you're like, this was awesome. Yeah. And, like and people that may have been like, uh, hunting, you're gonna be like, no, like this is, you're educating people now yeah. what you've gone through. And that means a lot to us because it's like, did you guys even know we needed a license before we came out no. here? I, I, I figured it was kind For of like ducks, an 18 like plus thing. Maybe they would just let anyone. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, after these messages. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're, conservationists. we're conservationists with the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. 
visit campuswaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation, united by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation, take it outside. good point to yeah. talk about dr mike talk a little yeah. bit about like the federal duck yep. stamp yeah. what, what, what are what their dollars go yeah, yeah absolutely then that's a great segue because i wanted to come back to that okay we were yeah. talking about conservation right. earlier and there's a lot to unpack in the role of hunters and there's a lot to unpack yeah. there we got one two we got seven of us around here am i doing that six of us six of us that hunted I mean, that's six licenses that were purchased six federal duck stamps that were purchased six state waterfowl stamps that were purchased and a whole bunch of gear that was purchased a whole bunch of activities that support local economies waterfowl hunters hunters in general contribute just by the purchasing of licenses and gear contribute billions of dollars to conservation every year uh, we could talk about the Pittman robertson Act, Act, which is an 11% excise tax on firearms, ammunition, archery. Uh, same thing is sort of in play for, for fisheries, for fishing tackle and boat motor fuel through the, the Dingle-Johnson Act. Billions of dollars that go back to the states to help them manage these resources, conserve the habitats that provide, that, that support wildlife, and all sorts of recreational opportunities. So, just by hunting and purchasing those licenses, you have contributed to the conservation of acres and other activities that will support water, support waterfowl and all sorts of other wildlife in, in the states. And, and the, the federal duck stamp is at the federal level, 98 cents out of, which is, it's a $25 stamp. It's required for everyone over 16 years of age to purchase if you can hunt, um, um, if you can hunt waterfowl. 98 cents out of every dollar goes to habitat conservation. A significant portion of that goes to the Prairie Pothole region, which is probably where most of those ducks came from yep. that we shot today. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's the most important breeding area for waterfowl in all of North America. It is Ducks Unlimited's number, number one, one priority is conserving wetlands and grasslands in that Prairie Pothole region, which is essentially the, the prairie states of North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, and then the Prairie Provinces. Um, That's where they so, go for the summers? summers? That's where a significant portion <laughs> of them will go during this. They'll migrate back in the spring, and that's where they will nest and breed. And they'll go on up into the boreal forest. And I don't want to get too far down into an ecology biology <laughs> okay. lesson because I will if you let me. But yeah. this is good for them. To, to, this yeah. is good. Yeah, this is I, mean, good. That's, that, I had to stop myself yeah. several times whenever we were talking because I'm like, okay, there's another yeah. little trail that we could go down. But um, it's it. Yeah. Talk about even just like the private land. Like we're at Bill yeah. Byers. That's right. That's the Private other thing so that that is involved in hunters. Uh, so we we talked earlier about the state and federal agencies. They own land. They manage that land. It's it's public land. But then the other thing we are here. Uh, Bill Byers Hunter Club. It is a working rice farm. Uh, we've talked about the importance earlier today of rice for uh, for wintering waterfowl, and but beyond that. Private landowners do most of the most of the habitat for wildlife in North America is on private land. Some states, over ninety percent of the of the wildlife habitat is on private land. But a lot of private landowners will invest their own resources, their own finances into enhancing that habitat. Yes, they do it 
to hunt, a lot of them. Um, but, but it also provides, like after we left today, we saw those ducks that went back out there into that, into that water, into those fields. They got food. They, they sought safety. They found mates to pair up with. That habitat, the same habitat that we hunted, they use after the hunt, and it is what helps them do the things that they need to do whenever they go back north. So private landowners are absolutely crucial, and I don't know if we have fully quantified from an economic standpoint or from an ecological standpoint the contributions that private landowners make through their, in many ways, philanthropic investments through, through the management of their land. Then there are also a lot of our Ducks Unlimited members and other conservation organizations that have huge supporters, philanthropic supporters, many of whom are hunters, that give and millions of dollars philanthropically to to support the work that we and others do. And then this is a question that you guys don't also probably know the answer to. Do you even know, like, the migration of ducks? Like, why why we might be seeing a lot of ducks and why we might not be seeing very many. And also, which flyway we're in. So there's flyways. I'll give you $100. (laughs) But, Dr. Mike, talk a little bit more about what... And, you know, like like Dr. Mike said, you can run down any of these holes. But so there's four major flyways, right? You go. No, no. I know I want the more scientific answer with this. No, Dr. Mike, Mike, you got this. Seriously, I want you to dive into just a little bit about... How so? We hunted uh, dabbling ducks majority, right? Like we didn't see. We got a canvas back back here that you I quizzed on from like uh, think of, like think of that nobody. So you you've knows. got and I I don't want to speak wrong terminology here, but you've got divers and you got dabblers. Okay, so majority of your ducks around which flyway we're hunting are dabbling ducks, and I'm gonna let you talk about this in just a second because look, he's grinning. He knows that if I miss say one thing, he's <laughs> gonna, gonna he's gonna he's gonna pounce on me. Uh, so we hunted uh, dabbling ducks, right? So Dr. Mike. I want you to talk a little bit about just the flyways, and you can just generally hit hit the topics and kind of which species of ducks kind of like, like you, you got, know certain flyways. You got New York, you got Chicago. Correct. Yeah, make a little different flyways. Two little summary. Two totally to explain to these guys, we're hunting what the they, Mississippi flyway. What they can flyway hunt in Arkansas, the, Chicago, like and in New York. Their path route. that they correct. Yeah. yeah, it's broad geographies within which certain populations of birds have a tendency to migrate migrate along. Uh, it dates back probably close to 100 years now. And it's we scientists have been studying this for a long, long time. They would band birds. We didn't shoot a banded bird today. It'd be well, cool. It would have. Yeah. Do you know what a banded bird is? <laughs> so look at all these <laughs> silver things behind you. Cameras, you can't see it, but okay. we got some bands but behind us. Do you know? Do you guys know what that is? And we're going to pop so something I'll, on the screen. So this is a banded <laughs> bird so, if you've never it's seen like one. a necklace. A, a yeah. puka shell. Yeah. So that's that's a lanyard, that's a lanyard but you wear a lot of hunters. Like, I don't know if y'all saw right. me, Casey, Dr. Mike, anybody that had a lanyard with so some on that The little bitty silver there. band. Yes. I that's a way ask. for us to track it's in a certain right. standpoint of where a duck was banded, where it was harvested, and they can gather data to help. But there's also then there's transmitters that got. And that, yeah. Long yeah. story yeah. short, yeah. When, you shoot a, <laughs> when you shoot a banded duck, you can go on a website, type in the numbers, and it's going to say when it hatched. You'll get a certificate from the USGS. Where it was from. Where and then you'll type in your location, Where and yeah, yeah you can get um, a certificate that you can have printed yeah. out. So it's really though. cool. Um, that's why they have them also mounted. It's a trophy. It's a little a trophy. 
trophy. To have, you know. It's data. It's data. It's When I say a trophy, a lot of hunters collect those. It's a, it's a keepsake. Of course, it's data. That's what we use to gather more information for waterfowl. But it's also, like, if we shot one or you guys shot one, like, we would go nuts because, like, that's a really, really accomplishment. If you kill one, I've... I've only I've been hunting for 10, 15 years, and I've probably seen 20, 30 killed, and I hunt all the time, right? So it's not a very common thing. But back, so so let to me go back. Ways. Let me go back to the concept of migration. Most of the birds that we have in North America, most of the species of birds we have in North America, are what we call migratory. They'll go somewhere during the summer months to breed. In the northern hemisphere, they breed in the summer, uh, and then they'll fly somewhere south. Oftentimes, it's generally south. They'll go east-west a little bit uh, during the fall and winter as as weather conditions become inclement at northern latitudes, you know. So, it's this seasonal migration to and from locations. And if you kind of put yourself mentally back 100 years or so, if you're up in, let's say, Canada and you've got all these birds in the summer and then all of a sudden, uh, November, December rolls around, the birds are all gone. Instinctively, you're going to be like, where the heck did all these birds go, right? And so, I mean, there's a whole lot more to it than that, but people were interested in studying about, uh, studying the economy of these species, and they began to, to ask the question, well, how can we figure out where these birds are going? And this was a long time ago before we had any of the modern technologies. So that's where the concept of these little bands came into uh, came into play. Frederick Lincoln's a famous biologist from way back in the day first started the, well, actually there's probably others that did too that before him, but but they started banding these birds, putting these little rings on the leg, and then they would, it, with a little inscription or something, and then when the bird is harvested or found dead in some other location, then they developed this system where people could report this banded bird that they recovered, let's say, in Arkansas or Florida or Texas, and then you could see where it was where it was banded. So you can figure out where it was recovered and where it was banded. So you get these two points, and from the uh, uh, an entire... A long collection of number of years of collecting that data, you began to learn about these four major migratory flyways here in North America. And there are flyways like this in other parts of the country as well. Uh, just general pathways where uh, birds tend to migrate through based on where they are during the breeding season. Uh, and so we have the Atlantic Flyway, the far east coast. We have the Mississippi Flyway, which encompasses states, let's say, from Ohio west to Minnesota and south. And then we have the Central Flyway, which captures the Dakotas over to Montana, south down to Texas, and then the Pacific Flyway, basically everything west of the Continental Divide. Uh, um, so those are those are the four major flyways. Now it's not just waterfowl that that migrate. And so here's another little uh, interesting tidbit, and then we'll kind of move on. You can ask me other questions if you want. So all most of the waterfowl in North America are migratory. Some aren't. This bird right here, black-bellied whistling duck, is one that's it's kind of migratory. It's becoming resident in some locations. But a lot of the other songbirds, um, uh, robins. Um, Blue jays, cardinals not so much, uh, meadowlarks, uh, give me some other common birds, a lot of the sparrows, they're Pigeon. all uh, hawks, raptors, what'd you say? Pigeons. Pigeons, maybe not so much pigeons. Pigeons in my I know one that bird, dude. Calibrate. Is that? <laughs> doves. Doves, blackbirds. Um, Mockingbird. Blue. Uh, Mockingbirds can be. Bird? 
A chickapee? Yeah, yeah, chickadee. I mean, I could throw some warbler names at you, but <laughs> we may not know exactly what A chickadee. A chickadee. He said a chickadee. Here we go. Oriole. Oriole. There we go. There we go. That's a, that's a great we example. We can't, everybody, we can't be talking over each other either. <laughs> so, like a Baltimore Oriole. So, those birds will breed in the far, breed in the far, breed in the north, but then some of those birds, songbirds, will migrate all the way south to Central will migrate all the way to Central and South America. Most of the ducks that we're hunting right now will come down to uh, to the southern U.S. Some will go into Mexico, blue-winged teals, smaller species we haven't really seen much of here um, or talked much about, but they'll go into Central America, South America, a little bit in, into the Caribbean. Uh, there's a lot of different species of waterfowl uh, in North America, and it's, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's interesting enough for people like me to make a career out of studying them, so it's pretty cool. What, I mean... As you can tell, he's really smart and does a lot. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like sure. pretty much it's not really cool. There's four flyaways you can do there are different yeah, species no, of can, ducks. I yeah. can picture it. Like you guys can go just back to Chicago and shoot ducks. It's out of season now, but in the East Coast probably out of season too. But next year, you guys are certified. Gotcha. So you guys can hunt anywhere for the rest of your life now. Why do y'all for the rest of my life? For the rest of your life. You don't have to take that test anymore. Yeah. You you're take you're a test. You buy your license. You, you got to buy your license every year. Yeah. You got to do the Harvest Information Program. We did the HIP certification. Yep. That's yep. another little thing survey. that you got to do. Buy your license. Yep. Why, why, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz y'all here, okay? Why do y'all think it is called the Mississippi Flyway? Because it's centered around the Mississippi River. Boom. Come on, you gotta get. It. Oh no, questions gotta be hard. <laughs> <on that. laughs> Wrong Sorry, I, was, I, was, I was totally gonna get that right too. Yeah. Uh, but that, uh, so we're I mean, we're on the Mississippi Flyway, Craig. Yeah. So a lot of those birds will fly along the Mississippi River because, of course, there's water, and a lot of that water is off into fields for ag purposes and whatnot. And also the Mississippi Louisville Valley is a 24.7 million complex area of where a lot of, I'm right on that. I'm right. 24.7 million. Yeah. So, 24.7 million complex. Comp, so just imagine 24.7 million acres, right? That the Mississippi Louisville Valley, uh, and a lot of that, the original flooding, right? So the Mississippi River would come up, it would flood into the ag fields, it would flood into hardwoods, natural flooding, what God intended, right? Well, a lot of that has been diminished, whether it be from uh, levees, whether it be people have came in, destroyed a lot of the timber, made ag fields for farming purposes, ag purposes, whatever that might be. So a lot of that, and I think it's changed a little bit, but at one point, 80% of that uh, had been diminished, the original flooding. So DU has gone back in and I'm sure this has changed again. So this is not, we've, we've restored a, a, a percentage of that back to natural flooding. So it's, it's really neat. I love hunting. I've hunted a bunch of the different flyways, but the Mississippi uh, flyway is really cool. And that's what y'all have gotten to hunt. So a lot of those birds will follow the Mississippi flyway down due to the Mississippi river. So that was my question to y'all. Y'all both Nailed it! Yeah. So great job I on that. Get it wrong, uh, you no, you were going to get it what wrong. What were you going to say? I was going to say the state of Mississippi, which would have been a weird answer considering Heck our yeah. Arkansas. Well, <laughs> that's okay. You know Mississippi's below. That's all right. You know, we're, we're all three from Mississippi. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I, that was yeah. on my totally brain. Fine. Yeah. So, so the one thing that I want to follow up on with Matt is that we talked about the conversion of the historical twenty-four point seven million. Correct. Acre, Good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bottomland hardwoods, the Mississippi alluvial valley. Matt's right. A significant portion of that was converted to agricultural uses. One of the things that we that we value in in really all geographies is that, and this gets to the private land aspect of it. 
uh, all of that agriculture is in some way or, or another, it's privately owned, right? And so one of the major focuses of Ducks Unlimited is is through our working land programs. Yep. You know, we we work with private landowners, many of whom are, agri- are, are farmers or ranchers. ranchers. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, we talked, uh, I think, earlier today about the three geographies where most of the rice is grown, Mississippi, Alluvial Valley, the Gulf Coast of Texas and Louisiana, and the Central Valley of California. And we work closely with the agricultural producers in those areas to make sure that that they, especially with rice, that they keep that agriculture on the ground. Because the good thing about rice, there's a lot of uh, a lot of grain left out after harvest. Uh, the infrastructure is in place to f- make it easy to flood those rice fields because rice is a is a crop that's grown in flooded conditions right so it's a very it's a it's a crop that is very it's, it's just awesome for for waterfowl, waterfowl to, it. to put it put it plainly ranchers throughout many of those prairie states where water most waterfowl that we hunted these dabblers are ground nesters uh, that would have been a little quiz do you think they nest in the tree or they nest on the ground most waterfowl nest on the ground there are some cavity nesters nest in the in cavities in trees uh, but most of them are ground nesters and nesting grass and so what's good for what's good for uh, cattle is good for ducks. And so we work closely with ranchers in some of those landscapes. Uh, and so, you know, we, we think about the historical conversion of some of those native habitats for agricultural uses. We have to be honest. We all need food, fiber, fuel to live as a society, right? And so it is our, our one of the things that we love doing as an organization is trying to find those mutually beneficial solutions for wildlife, waterfowl in our in our situation, and the farmers and ranchers that own those land and, and are stewards of those lands to ensure that their bottom line is as profitable as it as can be while also enhancing the benefits of those lands for wildlife uh, and, and waterfowl. And it is amazing how many – It's that's one of the most rewarding parts of a conservation organization is when you can work – productively with a private landowner who owns that land and has to earn a living on that land on that land yep. and that we can we can find those solutions that are beneficial all the way around we that's pa- super reward we pass so Kaysen is a prime example of that we pa- yep. passed going to skeet shoot i wish i would have pointed out to y'all a little bit more but we passed some some trees and that was actually a crp which is a conservation reserve program that a lot of these landowners will Pretty, they're not giving up their land, but they are to a standpoint to help come in and plant trees to better benefit wildlife. So a lot of the, and of course that's a program, and they the uh, the ranchers or the farmers they'll receive benefits as well. But essentially they are giving up a part of that to help conserve wildlife. So there's all kinds of programs that these, you know, conservationists will 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 try to you know receive. And Kaysen's a prime example of that here at Bill Byer. So like Dr. Mike, just to hit on that one more time, like Dr. Mike said, is without private landowners and also public land, I'm not saying just private, Ducks Unlimited, we can't do what we do. So, you know, kudos to those guys. So I'm going to cool. go check the, the, go the, the, the so rendering facts. Something that's cool that I think we could do. I don't know when you're going to be in Chicago, but before springtime comes, so a lot of people, what they do is they make wood duck boxes. Mm-hmm. So wood yeah. duck boxes is you, like, hang on the trees or mostly the trees or you make big stakes with, um, like, metal underneath so raccoons can't climb up and eat the eggs. So you use like protectors pretty much because the raccoons and possums or whatever or snakes will yeah. get up there and eat the eggs. So it de- 
declines the population. Okay. So you can get a wood duck box plan. We can. My grandpa can and I it. make wood duck boxes, and a lot of people do that. They make homemade wood duck boxes, or they buy wood duck boxes, yeah. or yeah. Um, whatnot. And then you put um, straw on them, and then also help me. I'm, I'm blanking, but you know when the hens take off their when they shed when they preen. Preen. Yeah, and that's what they like for their yep. eggs. Yeah. 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 They'll use they'll, feathers as well to help. But with you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So they um, themselves. They use their own, you know, like their feathers and stuff to yeah, make the, help the nest, nest. Yeah, to, yeah, to right. make it warm. But we can do that in Chicago. It would be really or, neat. Um, and there's like do. golf courses around where I live. I golf at Contigny in Naperville or it's Warrenville. And there's wood duck boxes. You can look for them on like if you see ponds, some golf courses will put like wood duck boxes up for the, the ducks. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm, wood I'm so that's what we're going to do. So guys, Barcelona Outdoors. I guess in Ducks Unlimited, maybe they'll fly out to Chicago. <laughs> yes. But um, we will make wood duck boxes, and we're, we should all go do that. Yes. I wish y'all. I'll, I'll consider it. Consider it. Consider it. It'll no, be I fun. Donnie draws a line at construction <laughs> projects. No, I would consider it. I think but wood ducks are a really cool duck. I wish we could have shot one this morning. They're, they're very I don't know if we saw one. I, I, did, I, don't, I know that I didn't, or if I did, I didn't recognize it. Uh, but a wood duck is a really cool bird. It's a bird that's popular around this this area where do you think it lives what, do you, what, yeah. what habitat do you think it occupies we're not even the great plains. hold on he's got it <laughs> back up. these wood duck boxes aren't made of wood i thought we're saying we're making a wood box no for, for a duck yeah, no this are. duck is oh. called a wood duck but that's the actual but, duck but is called a wood duck yeah. 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 and the thing <laughs> yes. is the box is made out of wood you guys yeah. don't yes. find hollow okay yeah okay but you make a wood duck box with a wood box trees but it's not that safe because like raccoons and predators will go up there and eat their eggs i was thinking it was a wood Duck box, not a wood duck. It box. is, uh, but, it is. but it's a wood but duck box. Wood box. Yeah, yeah. But okay. you guys are learning a lot of things here. Correct. I know yeah. it's, it's like a lot. I know it's like a lot all at once, but it's fun, and, and I'm exci- I'm just really happy you guys are but enjoying it. To back to Dr. Mike's point is how he said a minute ago. Most waterfowl are ground nesters, but some are cavity nesters. Wood duck are one of those species yep. that do that. I, I'm, I'm about to show this crazy story one time. I kid you not. So one time I was waterfowl hunting. We were I was super young. I was with my dad and my brother. We walked back to the truck. We were hunting a small river in Mississippi. I kid you not. Craziest thing. One of the craziest things I've ever seen duck hunting. No doubt. Okay, so we're back on the road, okay? Like not in an area that we would just see a duck flying. So anyway, we get back to the truck. We're sitting there and we look up. And we're like, hey, look at that duck. I kid you not. A duck's flying. This hen is going Mach 90, right? Yeah. I'm just talking about just on a beeline. And I'm like, what is what is she doing? I was like, what's this hen doing? I kid you not, there's this tree. And she just goes, Shh. I'm like, she's she's about to kill herself. She's committing suicide here. <laughs> and she goes, so just disappears straight into this hole of this tree. And I was like, whoa. I didn't even know ducks would go in trees at this point. Yeah. Like this, I was a kid, and I'm just like, what in the world? Like, So it was the most bizarre. Just imagine this. It was a dead tree, okay? And it, it looked like a woodpecker hole. Like, literally, where a woodpecker just... I don't even know how the hole got there, but this hen duck, I'll never forget, just 90 miles an hour, just whoom, right into this small hole, and I'm just like... No way this has happened. So that, that was sounds like a lot like the uh, the caves they use in Fast and Furious Nine. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so I'm gonna quiz you. Okay, quiz me. I'm always just like really curious what your response is gonna be to all these knowledgeable like <laughs> statements. It's usually Fast and Furious based. Yeah. Fast and Furious. I'm all for it. I love it. <laughs> so I was gonna quiz Matt. 
Name, oh. name another species that's a, cav- that's a cavity nester. A cavity nester. A woodpecker. Can I phone a friend? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to for sure swallow my pride right here. And this is, this is a prime example of we, I even still learn, right? So, I'm, I don't know. I don't know another cavity nester that. Just I don't, Why don't you just guess? No, I, you Pigeon. Gotta, Wait, all right. So, that's not so, a waterfowl. Um, that's, that's a prairie dog. That's Technically, not a we we got some more to do. It nests in a cavity. It's not a duck. It's not a duck. But it's it's okay. a cavity nest. So, 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 so what is it, Mallory? Hooded McGander. Mallory's got it. Hooded McGander. Really? Yes. Hooded McGander will nest in a cavity. Uh, yeah, golden eyes. Bufflehead. Uh, Bufflehead's will. Buffle golden eye will. Yep. Uh, golden eyes. What is what? There's about forty. There's about forty-two. Forty-three. Okay, when you say a cavity, are you talking about cavity in the ground? Will they also get in boxes? No, no. Cavity. When I say cavity, I'm talking about on a tree, okay. you know, dead tree okay. or a wood duck, or duck box. Wow. Yeah. Is that a common thing though with them? With what? Hooded uh, yeah, oh, so um, um, Absolutely. We're getting wow. like belly whistling ducks. That's right. Yeah. 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 They're, they're all Are you going to eat your wonton? No, because I don't. It's going to make a really loud, annoying crunch. Do it. Let's let's see it. <laughs> well, can everybody that sounded good? That, that is a satisfying good. crunch. Can I have a bite? Well, <laughs> <All> gone. <laughs> oh, man. There okay. have been so many firsts on oh this Oh, my trip. gosh. Yeah, and before we go, thing, I just want to ask you. But, yeah, go ahead. One other I thing I really loved, uh, being able to work with a dog. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went truffle hunting once. That was the only other... Uh, experience of have where you you're kind of working, you like you and a dog are on the same team and you have the same goal and you're working together to make it happen and it's a cool experience. Absolutely, we hadn't even talked about the dog. What we was should, the, yeah. the dog work yet? Rock was the dog's Rock. name. Ten months old. Ten months. Young. Oh, That's young. We haven't even really <laughs> talked about how successful we were with the yeah. hunt. A wonderful hunt. The birds worked great. Weather was great. Had the wind perfect at our back. And you know the other thing that I mean, the sun was out early on, but, but then it, the, but then the clouds, clouds, rolled, clouds in. rolled in, and we still had great bird work. And yeah. that's a little bit unusual. I want y'all to to tell the camera and the listeners what species we kill. <laughs> Pigeon. No, oh, God. We, did, we did not kill. We did not kill pigeons. I take yeah, it all we did back. Not kill take it all back. Please put that on the okay. screen. What do y'all remember? This pigeons got a green head, <laughs> So we killed, we killed three. Or we killed three species. Yep. Okay, you're correct. Ding, ding, ding. What did you say? Was We're talking about Mallard was. We almost got that like prize duck, which a was pin ta- a, a quick a quick tail. So almost we're we're talking or whatever. It was towards the end of the hunt. I turn around, y'all, and there is this this pintail was the biggest pintail I've ever seen. His sprig was this long. There was another pintail behind it. He almost poked that one's eye out with this sprig. It was so long. Just a monster yeah. of a pintail. And all of us, no guns in our hands. We're just, hey, look at that. I had a Perfect. gun in my hand. I just so I couldn't get it. Didn't get the pintail. Okay, so you're right. One for one, okay. Mallard. Gimme. <laughs> um, um, what's that? A brown nose. <laughs> a brown nose, wrong. Brown nose. A brown nose. <laughs> no, wrong. No. No. Did you set okay. me up? Little yeah. assist- <laughs> let's, let's go a little assistance here from Sid. Sid, what we? Spoonbill. Spoonbill. Shoveler. Smiling oh. Mallard. Okay, we're Oh, so a smiling mallard, mallard and a Correct. mallard are not the same species. <laughs> Got a mallard. Mallard. Okay. So smiling mallard. Uh, the shoveler. Ha- ducks have a lot of nicknames, yep. right? So there's the official common name. There's the official scientific name. But then there's all sorts of uh, <laughs> yeah. all oh, sorts right, of nicknames. Hollywood. 
A Hollywood yeah. versus small Hollywood. amount of Hollywood. Yeah. Or, as our good friend Ed Wall likes to call them, Rams. 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 Shout out to All Ed. All right, so there's two. We like one species that we... Uh, I don't even think they would know because I don't even know what you're No, about. I don't even think we. I don't even think we said it. I don't even think we pointed it out. It's a gadwall. Gad no, it's gadwall. I think we shot okay. one, one or two. We we shot, uh, yeah. So, uh, so we had a really good day. Um, I, oh, and yeah. we shot about 24 20, ducks, yeah. different Bunch mixed of bag, mostly mallards. The guys had a wonderful, amazing, fantastic, all the great adjectives. Yes. Yeah. They're spoiled. Like that's that's what, that was my next point. They're, is they're spoiled, but it's great though. I'm glad you guys are spoiled because you know this was awesome. Yeah. You know it's gonna be great to go out there, and the next time you go, you probably won't fire a gun or see a duck. Yeah. And I'll you resent know. all of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll still have one more day tomorrow. One more day. Yeah, yeah. one more day. And I, I mentioned a minute ago there were so many firsts on this day alone. One of which I never thought I would see last night. You walked in with a tie on. Oh, duck yeah. camp. I, I'm sure other people have come to a duck camp with a tie on before. I don't know of anyone All that right. has worn a tie in the duck hole. In the duck hole. Hey, Jack, that was awesome. Here we go. Throw it on the screen. <laughs> and we're back. I, it was. It was. It was. Uh, I came from. I. I, I want to be clear. It was something that was on my mind the entire time I was wearing a tie on the way here. <laughs> salmon I, colored tie at that. Salmon tie. Yeah, yeah. And it was. I, I was on the plane and I was like, I could get undressed right now. I could change. And then I thought, eh, let's just see what happens. And <laughs> did you think that, or you're just like? Yeah, I, I I thought about it on the plane. I thought about it in the back of the car when you guys commented on a tie when I pulled up, and I we, we I stuck to, the, to it. I was like, I'm just gonna keep wearing this. We tie. were in the middle of Arkansas <laughs> in the gas station. And I'm like, look at this guy, look at this girl. Now it's good luck. To be fair, yeah, it looks like a oh, Feidelberg. Yeah. <laughs> I I did mention um that my my uh, knowledge of hunters started and ended with Elmer Fudd, and that's not quite true because I've seen Peaky Blinders and shout out Nick Hamilton, the producer KFC Radio. He brought up the great point that that is how they dress when they hunt. In Peaky Blinders. Absolutely. So, well, I kinda was really like an original hunter, like back yeah. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, You're really, I'm just, I'm just a really about it. <laughs> a British hunter. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna North let you know that. I believe they're hunting model. foxes dressed like that. If as well. you don't oh, show yeah, up tomorrow, if you don't show up tomorrow with that town, you're not going. Oh, that's good. Luck. It's hanging on the side of the bed. Okay. Right as next long as that's clear. Camo, salmon tie. As long as we're <laughs> clear on that. Hunter. So <laughs> shout out to Jack. Yeah, Jack yeah. behind the camera. Oh, yeah. The man with the plan. Jack is. Yeah, Jack's way. Jack's behind the camera. Throw a picture of Jack. Jack Rolandi uh, has been a part of Barcelona Outdoors. He's actually just got full time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. And um, he's a waterfowl hunter. He's a big waterfowl hunter. He's got a lot of experience. So it's a lot of fun to hunt with Jack. He knows more than me about waterfowl. And I teach him a thing or two about deer hunting. So it's fun. We kind of go back and forth. Also, Louis. also shout out to Kaysen. Absolutely. And Kaysen. Kyle and our fabulous cook. Absolutely. Yeah. They we're having us. a great time. So that being said, we're going to wrap this up. We are out an hour and we have an early morning tomorrow. So if you're watching... Thanks for watching Barcelona Outdoors. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening, thanks for watching the Ducks Unlimited podcast. Make sure if you want to listen, go to that. If you want to watch, come to us. We had a yeah. great time. We're so thankful you guys came out. I'm sure you Thank guys are going to come. Want to do it again? There, yeah. yeah. Uh, every no time doubt. you ask, I'm in. Sydney. And there's only there's only one Thanks way to so end much. this. Yes. There's only one way to end this right. How about you lead us in the song? There's no wrong way to wrap a wonton. There's no wrong way to wrap a goo. There's no wrong way to wrap a goo. There's no wrong way to wrap a goo.
right. There we Thank go. Thank you very much. That is awesome. Again. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for listening to the DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit ducks.org slash DU Podcast. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.